0: Thank you for joining us on the Coaching Podcast. As part of the SIN Network, we are passionate about equipping church planters to live out the call God has placed on their lives. Join us as we talk through healthy coaching practices and why every church planter needs one. Here's your host, Dino All right, Sineci. Welcome to the SIN Network Church Planter Coaching Podcast. I am fortunate to have today in the studio with me, Jamie Lomato. Jamie Lamato's church planter, uh, Aletheia Church, Norfolk Virginia and uh, and then you, it, oh, yeah. just on the one, yeah. one
1: day in the outtakes we'll tell a story yeah behind. let's not <laughs> yeah, tell no that doubt. story but yeah. it was a le-
0: lesson learned right yeah, absolutely yeah. a lesson learned yeah. and then Eddie Hancock from Caldwell Idaho mm-hmm. First Southern Baptist Church pastor mm-hmm. both of these guys if you've been in any of our coaching uh, training or, or coach development activities you've probably met these guys they've mm-hmm. looked in listened to you peer coach uh, they may have coached you uh, they may have been part of your orientation orientation process. I am so grateful to God for both these men. They were Mm. so helpful to me personally. And and they coach me every once in a while, too, and wear me out. And I Mm. love it when they do. Uh, Our last podcast, we talked about uh, mastering the coaching basics. And really, uh, we agreed that that coaching is simple, uh, but it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. But when you're first starting out, don't overcomplicate it. Uh-huh. Listen, care, encourage, uh, master those basics, and you're going to be almost there uh-huh. if you, when you master those basics. But as a coach grows, he wants to get beyond the basics uh-huh. because we're not talking about just coaching or good coaching. Uh, we're talking about great coaching, and that's the challenge that we have. So today we're going to talk about beyond the basics, asking great questions. Uh, and uh, so as you both, and I want to talk to you about your coaching journey a little bit, as much as your development journey mm-hmm. uh, or, or coach development journey. So, when you started coaching more, um, what starts changing? What started changing for you
1: mm-hmm.
0: when you started moving a little bit beyond? I'm just a basic coach, mm-hmm. just trying to ask mm-hmm. and listen. Uh, mm-hmm. Think about that, Jamie.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me early on, I, I relied upon coaching agendas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, questions that were maybe pre-prepared. Yeah. Um, and in doing that, I was listening. I was caring and encouraging. We talked about that in the last podcast. Um, but, but I wasn't really leaning in to the conversation and I was resting on the next question. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, you know, the challenge was to, to move past, s- say, a scripted conversation mm-hmm. where I had questions prepared and really listening and trusting the coaching process that they were going to help me with the next question.
0: That's a huge breakthrough, really, because I could relate to that connection too. There was a time when I was coaching Eddie, where I was trying to think about the next question while you were talking, mm-hmm. which is like a little bit of a contradiction. Because who's listening to you if I'm listening to my brain trying to mm-hmm. think of a question? Uh, what about you, Eddie? As you started coaching more, what start what started changing for you? How did it get more difficult? Or? Uh,
2: when I began coaching, uh, I was thinking about the question I was going to ask next, and it caused me to miss. What the planter was saying, um, I was thinking more about what was going on in my head. I was in my head rather than in the conversation or even in the relationship. And what changed as I become, became more accustomed to or familiar to the tool itself, became much more comfortable, much more engaged and free. In other words, it became something that was, it wasn't intuitive because it wasn't intuitive. It was practiced. It became a skill. And now my, I wasn't thinking so hard on the next question I was going to ask, but I was listening hard and the listening gave the next question. And so now I was free. My mind was quiet where before, oh my goodness, it was cluttered with everything I wanted to say. A huge change that happened in me
0: and, and we're, we're hitting on we're talking about asking great questions kind of the next level beyond mm-hmm. the basics mm-hmm. and, and you both have touched on something that I want to be sure we capture before we leave it and that's how do I get the next great question mm-hmm. and, and, and God please help us not to get real arrogant about that like I'm looking for a bullet to, mm-hmm. to, to slam dunk mm-hmm. I, I'm looking for what God's doing in the heart of the planter mm-hmm. but I will more than memorizing questions which yes. is the temptation and mm-hmm. then of course if I hear you Guys, use one. I go. That's a great question. I'm going to use it the next time. Mm-hmm. But more than that, finding what the planter's talking about and letting a question come from his own words. Here, mm-hmm. a, a contemporary example of this is if you'll see the best interviewers on on television, uh, th- those are usually not or on radio or any, anything else. They're not going off a large script. Mm-hmm. They're letting the person they interview drive the conversation and their curiosity. And, and Tony Stoltfoos is the first person I heard talk about the curiosity of the coach, mm-hmm. the curiosity of a coach or an interviewer is I want to know more about what you're saying Mm -hmm. suddenly you see the shift the agenda is mm-hmm. no longer the coaches or the interviewers. Yes. The agenda becomes the person being coached. Talk That's about right. that, Jamie. Yeah.
1: Well, and it's interesting, one of the phrases that we use, I know as we we train coaches is is as you ask great questions, it's like when you go to the eye doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the eye doctor puts that big old huge funny pair of glasses on you with your with your old prescription. Mm-hmm. And they ask you to look out across the thing and they mm-hmm. say, Is it clear? They put your new prescription in and they say, Is it clearer? Mm-hmm. And then uh, they say, how about now? And mm-hmm. they put an alternate prescription in. And that's what we're doing when we're asking questions. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that if you don't listen to the mm-hmm. words that they're saying. So, for example, if you, you know, Dino, you've coached me at times and you hear me use the word heart, you know, my heart, mm-hmm. and, you know, think God's trying to like capture my heart right mm-hmm. now. And, and he doesn't ask a question related mm-hmm. to my heart. In some sense, he's missed the moment. And he hasn't asked the next great question that he needed to ask.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Of course, thoughts? he's never done
2: that. Yeah, <laughs> You know, early on, uh, asking open-ended questions is mm. kind of kind of challenging. You yes. know, it's easier to ask, you know, closed questions. Will you? Can you? Should? You know, those kind of things. So I, I literally crafted questions. I would work with what? how, when, who, and instead of just those b- single words, I'd write out all the questions I can think of that had that word, like what will you, what can you, in order to open it, to increase awareness and to expand possibilities. I did that because to me it was not natural, yes. but it had to become natural, and it it was hard work uh, because I wanted to help the person through asking a strong question. And the open questions were where the strength were for me. Mm-hmm.
0: Could you go a little bit deeper on that, though? Because, you know, the, the co- sometimes we
2: have coach speak,
0: and, and I'm a coach speak guy. That's my world. Mm-hmm. But why why is an open-ended question so much better than a closed question?
2: Because it opens possibilities. It, 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 it doesn't have, well, one that we've learned is that it doesn't have the answer in it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just, it's not just a yes or no. It's mm-hmm. not multiple choice. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of along the lines of what could you do? Yeah, what you could do anything. Okay, now what would you do? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then when? So I would think that it it opens awareness and it expands the possibilities. It looks at things from a different perspective to increase the awareness of what's happening inside the planter so that he can then make a choice among different things. In order to discern or make a choice for what's best, is what it would be.
1: Eddie, I always love when you talk about it like that because really it's taking the church planter um, through the process of of dreaming to then action. Uh-huh. And if if we short circuit that by just saying yes or no questions, yeah, then they don't get the opportunity to dream. And they also aren't so clear about what they need to act on.
2: Yeah, I was in a conversation just recently, Jamie, where, where actually I was looking in on a coaching conversation, and I asked this one guy who was just a driven leader. I said, so how does your coach help you? And he says, he slows me down mm-hmm. so I can think well before I act. Oh, my goodness, mm-hmm. that's strong. Yeah. You know, it's that focus issue, but it's not focus that is that is caused by limitations But it's focus that is caused by opening questions.
0: Well, and as as, and we're going to talk about this in a in a future podcast. But but as we begin to to create this kind of relationship, it becomes sacred space for the planter. Oh my! uh, Because there's lots of people who have advice for the planter. Mm -hmm. Some of it's even good advice. Mm -hmm. uh, And and yet there has to be some space where that someone's listening and letting him go deeper with what mm-hmm. he's thinking. Uh, uh, you know, our closed questions and even some, sometimes our most well-intended advice closes and narrows the path for a planter when in reality he's doing something pretty unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though in principle others have done it, in context, never done before. There, like he's doing it mm-hmm. with his gifts and his skills, and and so so suddenly we're opening up possibilities, letting him discover because God is at work in him. Oh my goodness! And yes. there's something else mm-hmm. in there, and I don't want to cut that process off. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of been the shift for me as a coach. In in the old days, I had to stop that. I had to stop that uh, uh, telling voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't have to stop it anymore because I realized my telling voice. Although well intended and has sometimes had value, uh, my telling voice was stopping God's process in his life because God had a whole lot better idea than I did. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, and I think sometimes we think that the telling voice is by giving directives, Mm -hmm. Um, but sometimes our telling voice can be in asking
2: questions. Yeah, Yeah, you bet.
1: By giving suggestions in our questions Have you thought about this or have you done this?
2: One of the questions that I've run that I use, and I use it all the time, is that question What has God said to you lately? Mm-hmm. And I've run into person after person who we know Jesus says this, my sheep hear my, they know my voice. All right. But when I ask that question, what has God said? I have a ton of people, whether they're church planners or others, who just, I don't know that God has said anything. Hmm. You know, hmm. And it's not that God hasn't said anything. So we don't know how to recognize when he does. And I think when we ask the question, we're acknowledging and affirming the fact that God is speaking. And when they say, well, I believe God has said this, Well, great. What are you going to do? Or what can you do in the light of that? I can do this. And then the next conversation, we come back. What progress did you make? This is the progress that we made. And then we get to go back to the encourage thing, which is, do you realize that you heard what God said? Mm -hmm. You did what he told you and you saw his work in your life, man, what a wow, great celebration. Yeah, ready to celebrate, right? Oh my goodness, right? it's, it's incredible. Very
0: good. We're talking about a sweet spot here. Uh, there, there. again, is so many valuable uh, resources, people resources in the life of a planter, but it comes down to, and Bob Logan said this first, his dad gave him this advice, by the way, but Bob Logan said, essentially, it comes down to finding God's will and doing it. Yes. that's the. And so, for a church planter, it comes down to finding God's will mm-hmm. and doing it. I wanna change gears just a little bit and And uh, to kind of, as we begin to wind down, and I want you to give me some examples because we talk about heart questions. We're not about great Mm -hmm, questions, mm -hmm. heart questions, transformational questions. How Mm -hmm. do you stop or or how do you keep a a coaching relationship from staying on a shallow level? What's some examples of some questions, maybe some great questions you could ask a planter or a leader that you're coaching, a Mm -hmm. disciple that you're coaching? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's some examples of some deeper questions that might help them go into the deeper waters Mm -hmm. of the heart? Mm -hmm. Jamie, go ahead.
1: Yeah, I think... Um, once we've moved from, like, connecting, um, move into celebrate, you know, mm-hmm. what can you celebrate today? And then the ping pong question of that is what are some challenges you're facing? Mm-hmm. So really trying to, you know, establish what we're going to talk about today through mm-hmm. the questions that you're asking
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: so that you have a clear pathway for the conversation. And you know how to frame up your questions. So, mm-hmm. so I'm
0: kind of seeing that picture we use of the coaching diet. But as you say that, you you start on a connecting level, and then you go to the celebration level. And you could see, I, I could see in, in my mind, this starting to get just a little bit deeper and a little mm-hmm. bit more personal. Now mm-hmm. we're going to ask challenges. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start with a challenge question, right? Because I don't know that I'm ready for that first. I'm mm-hmm. not going to answer that as honestly. Even with a friend, if you say, what's your biggest challenge? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you start and, and help me start going deeper a little bit at mm-hmm. a time, you can get deeper. Eddie, what's, mm-hmm. a, what's a go-to
2: challenge? A hard question for you. You know what I found for me, and this is in, in being coached. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I can control a conversation. Yeah, but the but I can't control what the coach is asking me. Yeah, and for me, a question would be, um, so what is what is what would keep you from moving forward on this? Okay. Well, I'm my worst enemy, and that mm-hmm. challenges me, and it always brings me back to, well, I'm the barrier here. Mm-hmm. Another question that I ask is, so uh, it seems simple, but on a scale of 1 to ten, one being, I don't care about this, you know, 5 being, ah, uh, whatever, 10 being, no, I'm, this is a life or death issue for me. It's, it's how committed are you to it? Um, it kind of exposes the deeper issues because for me, I'll stay superficial mm-hmm. because that's safe. But if you ask me if this is really important, okay, you may not, I may lie to you, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. I may cover up. I may try to hide But I know the reality, Mm -hmm. and you've taken me deeper, even though you may not have been able to go deeper with me. And the
1: effect is there. Yeah, Mm -hmm. in that same vein, I think asking that question, Mm -hmm. you know, which would be, uh, what would accomplishing this do for you? Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that outcome. Like if, if, if the world were to work out the way I wanted it to in this particular area and I were able to accomplish everything, what would that do for me?
0: Yeah. Well, and at that point, you're also re- helping him see himself. But mm-hmm. uh, what, What's really driving him here? There's been times where coaches have asked me those questions and it's mm-hmm. really stopped me in my tracks mm-hmm. because I was going for something good that there's no, no leader or believer in the country would say it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But when they checked the heart, I realized I was going for it for the wrong reason, yes. which is going to uh-huh. sabotage everything. I want to wrap up, but it's lightning round again because I want to help people who are listening uh, that wants to get beyond the basic and uh-huh. ask better questions. So just in a, in a Twitter version, I'm going to ask you a question just a minute. I want you to start preparing for this question. How can I at, get better at asking questions? How can I get better at asking questions? And so if you all tweet, I'll tweet and we'll wrap it up. So, mm-hmm. Jamie, give me the tweet.
1: Yeah, I would say uh, learn uh, from... Good questions. Okay. You know, one of the resources that we'll have in the show notes is Tony Stolfus' book on asking great questions. Uh-huh. And uh, I think just reviewing good questions and beginning to work some of those in, mm-hmm. not being dependent upon the script, but even trying to challenge yourself to work some of these good next level great questions into your conversation. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that's great, Jamie. I might follow up by that by saying actually do it. Get somebody that and and ask them, hey, I'm learning how to ask questions. Will you be my guinea pig while I ask you questions? There you go. And just do it. Mm -hmm. And then ask them, so how'd I do? And they may say, oh, not so good. Well, you could read that on their face right away. But just do it. Well, and that's
0: a good to great principle, too, that'll probably be for another time. But if you want to get better at coaching and asking questions, you need to be coaching people. uh, Coach anything that breathes. Mm. uh, And and ask permission. Because in the early days, you can ask permission. Hey, I'm a rookie at this, and I want want you to help me get better at this. So so, uh, you can do that. Uh, Asking better questions. Get a good coach. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, be coached. Uh, that's that's a yes. good way to learn how to ask better questions. Is I had, I've had some great coaches in my life, and I've learned from what they've done. And, yes, I have imitated some of the things they've done, and it's caused me to be able to feel like get greater traction in helping leaders. That wraps us up for today. Great job, guys, beyond the basics, mm-hmm. asking great questions. Next time around, uh, we are going to talk about... Voices in a Church Planter's World. next podcast, talk about voices, and it's going to be really, really fun. If you would like some more information, we'll also have an article there for you, The Coaching Dive, 40 Questions. It'll help you get deeper. Uh, You could find that information in your show notes and also find information about the SIN Network uh, coaching uh, uh, website. So until then, keep coaching. You have been listening to The Coaching Podcast, a resource of the North American Mission Board. Are you a church planner in need of a coach? Visit namb.net slash coaching to learn more.